baseball on the show because baseball baseball does not believe it or not unless you're talking about the Yankees or Alex Rodriguez or, or some type of scandal baseball does not rate well and you can tell that with TV ratings but it does not rate well on the radio even when I was a strictly sports talk guy like I never I never talked Phillies baseball when I was on ESPN in Philadelphia I'm not going to talk Seattle Mariners baseball, but I'm an Orioles fan, man. I I grew up. I grew up going. I went to I went to the old Memorial Stadium with my dad on 33rd Street to watch the Orioles. Sat in the sat in the bleachers and the nosebleeds. And back in the 80s, man, if you if you went out there, you was putting your life in your hands, man. I went I went uh, this is downtown Baltimore during the crack era. I mean, it was like it was like the corner, the the docu series. It was like the wire, like that stuff is real, man. I I remember, I remember my dad was a pastor in Baltimore, and I remember doing like inner city projects with him, evangelism stuff like that. I'd be following my dad around, and I remember stepping on crack files. I didn't realize like all those little plastic. Things that I was stepping on, like those, those were crack files. That's like that's like West Side Gun and the and the three for fives. Like that's what I was stepping on, heroin and crack files. Like Baltimore, Baltimore was real rough in the '80s, but the Orioles were a great team. I've been following the Orioles through thick and thin. They were really good when I was a little kid. Then then by the time I was a teenager, not as good. Then they loaded up on their payroll. I mean, I you're talking about. I had all of the I had all of the cards, all of the Orioles, the tops rookie baseball cards. Like I had I had Mickey Tettleton, I had Mike Devro, I had Scott McGregor. All of all of the big time talents. You know, Earl Weaver. I, I had all of these guys, man. Brady Anderson. I remember Brady Anderson who was hitting like 12, 13 home runs a year. He's a leadoff hitter for the Orioles. He came back. Like weighing two forty in solid muscle one year, and he had thirty home runs at the All Star break. This guy went from hitting like fifteen home runs to hitting fifty in a season. Thus, thus fanning the flames of suspicion in in the steroid era of baseball. You know, Mike Boddicker, um, Greg Olson. The Orioles had the lineup they had. They had Rafael Palmeroid at 
First base, they had Roberto Alomar and Cal Ripken. They had the, they had the best infield that money could buy. A lot of people don't realize the Orioles had a bigger payroll in the early '90s than than even the Spankies. And for those listening on WOL ninety five point nine in DC, they didn't have the Nationals then, so the Orioles were DC's team. Now I know people from DC didn't really love the Orioles, but they were a part of the TV market. So you guys know about some Orioles magic. And uh, just driving around with my dad, who was an avid sports talk radio listener, that's where I got it from, just driving around and, and listening to Baltimore Orioles games on the radio, man. That that was the, the soundtrack of my childhood. And I got to give the Orioles some credit, man, because I said, I said on this show a couple of months ago, and when I'm wrong, I have to admit that I'm wrong. I said that the Baltimore Orioles should be contracted that they were a waste of a franchise, a waste of a ballpark. I talked about their owner, Peter Angelos, who I know is up there in age and, and experienced some health challenges, but I talked about his blooper reel of running an awful franchise for most of the last 25 years, being cheap, having the lowest payroll in MLB, lower payroll than the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, having 4,000 fans show up, to games. I, I talked about Peter Angelos's mama. I talked about his son that runs the team. But they've actually they've done what the Houston Astros did. They went they went into full tank mode. You know, I think that they won like 45 or 48 games a couple years ago. I mean, they really bottomed out being among some of the worst in history of uh of MLB from a record standpoint. And they decided to retool. They got the kid Andy Rushman. This catcher who who was called up, and I remember once reading a column about Matt Weeders, who was this catcher that went up through the Orioles system on on CamdenChat.com, and they they referred to him when he got called up to the big leagues as quote switch hitting Jesus, and he was not switch hitting Jesus. Now Matt Weeders was a pretty solid catcher, but he was not the the super megastar, and they think that this kid Roshman is going to be a megastar. He's coming and injected some life into the team. You got um, Odor playing short. You got um, Trey Mancini. You got a lot of 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 you got a lot of guys that are solid players, no superstars. What the Orioles are doing is they're they're winning with their bullpen. They have a fantastic bullpen. They've really embraced modern baseball. And modern baseball, when when I was younger, and I hate being a get off my lawn guy. But as a young guy, man, you remember Nolan Ryan? You remember Roger Clemens? You remember these guys? These starters would go eight innings. You weren't going to take the ball from Nolan Ryan. Like, that was not going to happen. You were not going to take the ball from from the Atlanta Braves and their plethora of talented pitchers. You know, Greg Maddox, Steve Avery, Tom Glavin. Those guys were going eight innings. Maybe nine. Randy Johnson was going eight, eight and a third. Nowadays, starters only really go five innings. Some of them only go four innings. So you don't need the starting pitcher that's the that's the workhorse that's going to eat up over 200 innings for the season. You got the Orioles got guys that start, they pit, they 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 pitch for four innings. They come out and then their bullpen comes in. And they have strong bullpen. So they have a very strong middle relief. And that's actually where baseball is going. You're not at a place where you're going to see starters pitch seven, eight, nine innings anymore. 
you're you're gonna see you're gonna see people pitch for five innings. A middle reliever is going to come in for two. Another one's going to come in for one, and then the closer is going to come in. And, and Orioles have a good closer. They have good middle relief. They have a good scrappy work ethic, and they've won. They they went into the All Star break forty six and forty five, winning ten out of eleven. Excuse me, eleven out of twelve. And they're looking good. Do I think that the Orioles are are a contender to actually go to the playoffs? No. But you see, if you if you follow my guys. And you follow the Orioles' magic. People, first of all, there was a game at Camden Yards a couple weeks ago. They had 25, 26,000 people there. That's unheard of. Every time I'm in Baltimore, I go to Camden Yards. I'm sitting there basically by myself. Anytime you can park in the VIP parking that's right next to the stadium for like eight bucks, you know that things are not going well with the franchise. But I'm a fan, so I'll go and I'll watch, especially if the Yankees are in town. Or the Red Sox are in town. I'll go there and I'll watch the Yankees beat the Orioles 14-1. i watch them beat the brakes off the Orioles. i watch Mike Judge hit three bombs. And Giancarlo Stanton, if I if I need air conditioning, i watch him whiff on three strikeouts and, and fan the entire field. But this team is scrappy, man. They remind me of Major League with the Indians, with Ricky Vaughn and company. Like, it's just a scrappy team. that They're going to scrap around. They're, they're going to be interesting to watch. And they've got some – they're loaded with some prospects coming out the minors, man. The Orioles the Orioles are setting themselves up very similar to the Houston Astros. And I hope that they don't cheat. And I hope that they don't make a mockery of the sports like, like, like the Astros did. Or as Ben Mahler calls them, the Astros – but I'm I'm very proud of my guys. I'm I'm very I'm very happy for them and, and to see some Orioles magic back. When when the Orioles are doing well and Camden Yards is rocking, Baltimore is a different city. It's it's a different town when when they're rocking. Another baseball topic I wanted to pivot to quickly. Juan Soto turned down 440 M's. For the Nationals. Now, I know that he's young. He's only 23 years old. Nationals offered him a 15-year, $440 million contract. And I conceptually get what he's saying that over the course of 15 years, I mean, by the end of 15 years, players will probably be getting like $600 million. But I just don't know if I could sleep at night knowing that I turned down $440 million. I mean, the baseball contracts are guaranteed. We don't know what's going to happen 15 years from now. I mean, I think you're splitting hairs with money. We don't we don't even know we don't even know if if the world's going to exist 15 years from now. If someone puts a check for 440 M's in front of Lance Day, I can guarantee you unequivocally that the answer is going to be yes. Paragon James Lewis. Shout out to all them guys, man. Rashid Wallace, you know, you know, Katino Mobley, you know, um, Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know, all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball. Right. You know, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> so what would that make me? <laughs> Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you? Or is all of the above? Yeah, I was. I was um, similar to Iverson. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. 
It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Yo, this is your boy Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me weekdays now at 11 a.m. on WOL 95.9 FM in the DMV, brought to you by our partners at Episource, the nation's leader in healthcare analytics and strategic support for Medicare risk adjustment programs. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. James Lewis. And what the pistol packing people say, you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart out my chest and put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain because that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine and yours is mine. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I'm a bald head with a knife. I want your money or your life. So, 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 so. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.